Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for September 17th, 2020. The topic this time is Don't Let Deer Problems Hold You Back from Having a Colorful Garden. What shall he have that killed the deer, his leather skin and horns to wear? William Shakespeare, As You Like It, Act 4, Scene 2. In As You Like It, the slain deer in the forest of Arden represents the seizure of lands and possessions belonging to others. Duke Sr.'s brother, Frederick, has seized his estate and banished him to the forest. But now, Duke Sr. is usurping the woodland creature's home. In fact, several scenes in the Bard's plays refer to deer and deer hunting. Some say their inclusion may have originated from a much earlier incident that occurred in Shakespeare's hometown, Stratford upon Avon. The story goes that young Shakespeare was caught poaching deer on Sir Thomas Lucy's land at Charlecote Park, and this was the reason he ran away to London to seek his fortune as an actor and playwright. No documents exist to confirm or refute the story, but it's intriguing to think that Shakespeare's great works came about because of some trouble over deer. Recently, I received an email from a couple in East Medford who are looking to add color to their landscape, but they've had trouble with deer eating their flowering plants. I recommended several herbaceous perennials that are deer resistant and will provide a succession of color from mid spring until fall frosts. In addition, the flowers are pollinator friendly and the plants are drought tolerant once established in the garden. However, I realized their garden will also benefit from early spring color provided by deer resistant perennial bulbs and tubers, such as winter aconite or Aranthus hymalis. Narcissus, grape hyacinth, Muscari arminicum, and Scillas. All of these plants contain toxins that make them unpalatable to deer and rodents, and they're poisonous if eaten by people or pets. Early spring blooming bulbs or tubers should be planted in the fall. I suggest first replenishing the garden soil with compost and then planting the bulbs tubers with a tablespoon of bone meal to promote healthy root growth. And finally, mulching the planted beds with a thick layer of shredded fall leaves. Winter aconites are tuberous plants that grow about four inches tall and across. They have pretty green leaves and small, bright yellow flowers that open in early March. Plant the tubers in a sunny location about three inches deep in well draining soil. For maximum color effect, plant a set of three tubers four to five inches apart in one area of the garden, and then plant a few more tuber sets in other areas. There are 13 designated categories of daffodils, but my garden favorites are the miniature varieties that bloom in March and April. Standing only six to eight inches tall, Narcissus tete a tete is a fragrant heirloom with butter yellow petals and yellow orange cups. And N. Minnow has pale yellow petals and bright yellow cups. N. Thalia is another fragrant heirloom with pure white flowers that grow on stems reaching 12 to 14 inches tall. Like winter aconite tubers, plant sets of daffodil bulbs four to five inches apart in different areas of the garden. Plant the bulbs pointy side up in planting holes dug twice as deep as the size of the bulb. 
Daffodils bloom best in sunny locations, but they will tolerate partial shade. I love the way yellow daffodils look with blooming purple muscari, commonly known as grape hyacinth. Despite the name, muscari and hyacinth are not closely related. Grape hyacinths are so named because they have tight clusters of deep purple urn-shaped flowers. However, light purple, blue, white, and pink varieties are also available. Grape hyacinths grow six to eight inches tall, making them a colorful edging plant for sunny to partially sunny areas. Muscari bulbs should be planted close together, about 10 bulbs per square foot. Plant the bulbs pointy end up three inches below the soil line. Scillas, cousins to lilies, are not as commonly grown as the other plants I've mentioned, but they also wake up early spring gardens with color. S. bifolia rosea, or rosy squill, is one of the prettiest scylla varieties with pale pink clusters that open to reveal star-shaped white-pink flowers. Vibrant S. bifolia blue has violet-blue star-shaped flowers. S. siberica spring beauty has sky-blue umbrella-shaped petals with a deep blue stripe on each petal. S. Persian bluebell bell has powder blue star-shaped flowers with dark blue stripes on the petals. Scillas only grow three to five inches tall, so plant the bulbs in groups about two inches apart and three to four inches deep. They grow best in full sun to partial sun. The leaves of spring blooming bulbs will die back after the flowers fade. Wait until the foliage completely dries out and detaches easily from the bulb before removing the foliage. This will allow the plants to continue photosynthesizing and storing food in the bulbs for next year's flowers. Gardeners, Shakespeare didn't allow problems with deer to prevent him from realizing his dreams, so why should we? And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.